All right, what is up, Cougar fans? Welcome back to the Holy City Hoops podcast. Tommy here. Happy President's Day to all of you. Hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day weekend. Today on the show, we are going to discuss the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat once again. Cougars had a chance to get a sweep of Elon, push their win streak to four, but it was not meant to be. Phoenix pick up their first win of the conference season in Charleston against the Cougars. Really missed opportunity for Charleston this weekend. They could have moved up in the standings with a win. Here on the show to talk about it is our good friend Harrison Bound. He is back on the pod. We recorded this immediately following Sunday's game and really just tried to make sense of where this team is at now. Highs and lows from this weekend, obviously. But we are coming down the home stretch. Just four games left in the regular season. Three of them on the road for the College of Charleston. We're going to discuss all of the good and all of the bad from Saturday and Sunday's games against the Phoenix. Short intro for today, but thank you for following us this far into the college basketball season. Remember to subscribe and follow if you are not already. Let's get into it. All right, it is Sunday afternoon. We are here with Harrison Bound. We are just a few minutes removed from the Cougars' second game against Elon. It is also Valentine's Day. Harrison, you bring uh, anything romantic for the pod today? I've got nothing, uh, nothing romantic, unfortunately, um, <laughs> for the podcast today. I'll keep that off the podcast, and uh, maybe, maybe we'll do a uh, a dating podcast in the future or something. <laughs> well, our our significant others must be thrilled that we're recording this on Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, well, we love the Cougars; they didn't love us back today. Uh, I was so excited to talk about a sweep when when we would chat today, but it was not meant to be. After Saturday's game, everything was so peachy and so rosy for the Cougars, and today they kind of fell flat on their face. Uh, you were there in the stands. Um, talk me through what, what you saw. Yeah, uh, like we were kind of talking before we hopped on here, it, it felt like in the first four minutes that this is the way this game was going, um, and it just kind of felt like the, the Cougars were kind of sleepwalking through things and weren't really – there and zeroed in and focused on on this game and the, the offense just really looked really rough at, at times and I know that playing a team back to back is is difficult because you really know each other's ins and outs and offenses and and what guys are hitting them you know and what guys are getting hot and, and whatnot so I obviously know that that comes into play with it in a weird year like this where it's it's tough to beat a team twice especially back to back but to beat them the way we did yesterday and to see our offense kind of click the way it did yesterday, you just felt like we were going to kind of put things together like yesterday's game and, and come out today and, and beat them again. And this game just from the opening tip did not feel like it was CFC's day at all. From what you could hear from the broadcasters, Everett and Danny, plus what I saw on the CFC message boards, plus what I saw on social media, I think the only people who didn't expect Elon to come out with renewed energy was the College of Charleston men's basketball team. Like yeah. Everybody in the arena figured Elon was going to punch back today. They shifted up their lineup and like their backs against the wall. You know, they haven't, yeah. they hadn't won a game before today. They had nothing to lose. And Charleston would, like you said, just kind of slept walking this one. And it especially stinks because we're coming down to the wire here. There's still room you can make up in the CAA standings. Northeastern lost today. Uh, but Charleston just can't capitalize, and instead they fall in a game that was never really close. I mean, I think Charleston got it to to four or, uh, at one point, but never led in this one. Yeah, I think the closest we got was like a two-point game 
maybe early in the second half or right at the end of the first half. And then we did tie it. We did tie it early in the second half. And then that was it. Never led. And it felt like, you know, like you said, Elon was going to punch back, but they really, they had an answer today for every time we tried to make a run or every big play we had, they, they really had an answer and hit some big shots. So you've got to give them credit. I mean, they, they came out with the right mentality and made the, the plays that you had to, to win that game. Yeah. I'm, I was on record as being afraid of the trap game on Saturday. And then I was, I was proven wrong uh, spectacularly, but then Sunday was the game that ended up being the trap. Um, I wanted to ask you because you've played and I feel like Charleston had a few things working against them. They have overlooking a winless team and overlooking a team you just dominated in the last matchup. Which of those is worse? Because Charleston kind of had both of those going at once. Did did you feel that your teams would get punched in the mouth for for overlooking a winless team or for overlooking a team that you beat maybe the first time around? I think it's always overlooking, you know, that winless team because I can go back to numerous games in my career where it was a team we shouldn't have lost to. Um, And in some cases it really hurt us. Uh, In other cases it ends up, you know, not being as detrimental as as, uh, we would think at the time. But I I think it's just really tough unless you have a a really mature championship level team. Um, It's really tough to not overlook some of these teams, especially when they haven't won in conference especially when you just beat them, you know, 20 points. And it's like, okay, like, all right, we, we got this. You know, we just beat them by 18, 19 points. They don't have a winning conference. We're going to come in here and dominate again. Um, and, and this CFC team, to me, doesn't have that explosive score like a, like a Grant Riller or Jarrell Brantley. And it doesn't really feel like you have that, you know, superstar on the team that's kind of the, the leader and rally you know, rallying guy. And, and so I think that that just really comes into a play in a game like today um, where you, the offense is struggling. Elon's mixing up on defense. Shots aren't really going in. You need that one guy that kind of can take over the game. And while I thought Zep made some really big plays in the second half, um, hit some big shots. And, and to me, you know, as, as the leader of this team, it just, he it wasn't enough. You know, you kind of needed the guy that was going to go out and get you 25 or 30 today to really, win that game given how poorly we played yep didn't have it before we get more into sunday's game though i want to talk a little bit about saturday's game because that's kind of the the setup for why we're so disappointed today uh did you catch saturday's game i got the uh second half of it but i followed along um on on twitter for most of it probably the most fun game of the season (laughs) if you're a charleston fan um Cougars led by 30-plus. Um, they had a, some dunks from Epps and Copeland and King that were all, you know, made the highlights the next day. They totally emptied the bench at the end of the game. Um, Samba and Jeff McGinnis got in, and everything was clicking. I mean, the threes were going down. I've said this before. I think I mentioned it on Twitter. This is the best three-point shooting team Earl Grant's ever had. I think they're top 40 or top 35 nationally in three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of gave me hope for a comeback today. But again, it wasn't meant to be. But similarly slow start on Saturday. Cougars fell behind like 10 to 2. But then Coach Grant injects that bench lineup of Epps, Copeland, and King. And those guys immediately flip the game. Yeah. Charleston starts, you know, getting deflections. I think they had some, they forced like 17 turnovers from Elon. I think they had 11 steals. Getting out and running and making transition plays. And just like the the best this team has looked. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I 
felt like, like you said, I mean, they shot like 42, 43% yesterday from the three. And when, when you hitting shots like that and guys are really giving you stuff off the bench, I mean, Dontavious comes in, gives you 10 points. That's coming, uh, gives you eight points. Um, Copeland gives you nine. When you can get contributions like that off the bench, I, I think you're always going to set yourself up to win big. And like you said, it was one of the more fun CFC games we've had a chance to watch this year. And it was awesome to see the bench clear. And, you know, that I'm like you, it gave me a lot of uh, uh, optimism heading into today and yeah, also heading into yeah. the rest of the year because it's like, oh, yeah. okay, we, we look like we're really clicking and, you know, heading into this final stretch. And as you know, it's all about how, you know, who's the hottest team in March. And so that game yesterday gave me a lot of optimism. And then today I'm, I'm almost back to, how I felt during the non-conference schedule where it's just like, okay, what is this team? Like, are, are, can we make a run in March? Like what's going to happen here? Because, you know, teams that, that win in March typically don't overlook, you know, teams like Elon, you go in there and you handle business like they did on Saturday. Yeah. Charleston's really had an opportunity to punch the, the bottom teams of the CAA these past couple of weeks. They've been at home against Towson and Elon, the two worst teams. And you would love to see them go four and zero in that stretch, especially heading into a big, road trip to Hofstra next weekend. Um, But I want to talk about the bench a little bit because they had an up game on Saturday. I mean, D'Angelo Epps, we've seen him play really well and we've seen him play pretty shakily. Uh, We saw both this weekend. Saturday was was an up game for him. He had eight points, didn't miss from the field. He had that dunk, six rebounds and only 20 minutes of play. Copeland had some highlight plays. King, you mentioned, uh, <laughs> fouled out in 15 minutes, but he's he's still learning. Yeah. Uh, but had, yeah. yeah, had those 10 points, had some big rebounds. But then, you know, this is a preview of, of Sunday's game, not the same uh, 24 hours later. D'Angelo Epps, I think he could have Kevin Durant like wide open on the wing and clapping for the ball, and he, he might not pass it. D'Angelo Epps yeah. is, he's, he's like, I'm shooting this, and it was it was good on Saturday. It did not work out as well on Sunday. Uh, and Copeland was, was kind of invisible today. I thought, um, yeah, but, uh, th- those are just some, some initial thoughts on the bench guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Copeland had a, a great dunk, uh, today and that was a play that, that really, you know, fired up the team and got the bench going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, he dunks it. And then of course, you know, Elon comes and hits a, a huge, um, three that kind of yep. ends that run for CFC. But other than that dunk, I totally agree with you. Copeland's just kind of lost out there when you're watching it. Um, you, you're just not really seeing a, a ton from him. Um, and obviously his contributions in almost 20 minutes on Saturday, you know, come in and give you nine, nine, nine points and uh, three rebounds and, um, you know, contribute. I think, you know, it was great. And that's what we, that's what we've got to have. If we're going to be successful, if we're going to win some games in March, that game on Saturday is what, what's going to have to look like for three or four straight days. Um, come March. And, and I love Epps's energy. I mean, that's something we talked about early in the year mm-hmm. in the preseason pod is, you know, he's a guy that, that should be going and getting you those eight points and six rebounds and four or five assists and a couple steals and just being a really active, active guy. But like, like you said, I mean, when you're not hitting and it's not, you know, a great shot, you, you, should, you know, it's time to, time to pass the ball and go get, go get a couple easy little layups and, and ones to, to get yourself going. Um, and and these guys are really young. I mean, I think there's still a ton of potential uh, with this team. Um, but that being said, you know, you never want to give up on a year. I mean, you want to be as successful as you can in, in the here and now and not think to yourself, well, once these guys are juniors or seniors, we'll be all right. It's like, well, let's, you know, 
let's figure out how to be good right now. Oh, it was so radical running up the score on Saturday. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, but then, then there was that that kind of the finish from Elon and the finish from Charleston. Yeah, Charleston definitely lets their foot off the gas late Saturday. Understandable, you know, you're up 25 at that point. Um, you're you're pulling guys deep off the bench. Do you think some of that momentum that Elon developed at the end of that game, like the last five to eight minutes, where they they kind of cut it down to whatever the final margin was. Do you think that carried over into Sunday? I think so. You know, no, no one ever wants to get blown out. And when you're getting blown out and you get a group of guys in there late in the game that can kind of make a push, whether the other team's pulling their, their stars or not, um, when you can make that push at the end of a game, hit a couple shots, cut that lead down to, you know, 17 or 18, and just kind of, you know, show yourself that, hey, we're not quitting. You know, we're going to keep fighting. It, it does give you a sense of confidence heading into that that Sunday matchup. And that's kind of in a way, if you're in Elon shoes, that's the great way about the, the way the schedule works this year is if you get, you know, blown out the day before, it's like, okay, we get another shot at these guys tomorrow to prove that we're not, you know, 20 points worse than them. Yeah. Um, and being on the road and being 0-7 in conference going into the day, you know, that's a, that's a huge rallying point for uh, for that team to come in and, and punch CFC in the mouth like they did and, and win today. Yeah, uh, and I want to highlight a player for for Elon Hunter McIntosh, who's I think a seventeen or eighteen point a game score. Um, yeah. Elon's best player. He had six points on Saturday and six turnovers. Uh, he was almost a non factor, and he turned it on on Sunday. Um, yeah, looked a lot more like himself. Totally took advantage of the the switching that Charleston was doing. There's a couple times where he was matched up with OC, where it was just automatic bucket for Elon. But uh, he he's a guy who really flipped the game. And then again, I mentioned the um, the starting five switching for Elon. They needed to do something. And um, yeah. that, that worked out for them on Sunday. But yeah, going through the stat line again on Saturday, uh, and then we'll talk about today's game. Zepp, another good game, 16 points in 31 minutes. He, he continued kind of the hot shooting he had in his player of the week games uh, the weekend prior. I mean, all I can say is that it was a super fun game and I was ready to, to keep the party going into Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, like we just talked about, I mean, if you're able to go, you know, the 4-0 and after, you know, the Towson and coming here and, and, and sweep Elon, it would have been huge for us going into next week. Um, and when you really look at how that schedule lines up, you know, the rest the rest of the way, it's like, okay, well, if you can get two wins, steal one at Hofstra and, you know, potentially sweep UNCW, you're in a oh, great, yeah. you're in oh, a great yeah. mindset going into the tournament. And, you know, you're sitting there at three or four losses total, which – you know, may, maybe get you second place in the conference. You know, you oh, yeah. never know what could yep. happen down the stretch that might get you the two or the three seed, which is, you know, sh- hugely important. Obviously, we're still sitting at the four seed, which is great. But, you know, we, we need to we need to steal one from Hofstra and, and sweep UNCW, I think, to give ourselves the best setup going into the tournament. I mean, the standings are very jumbled, especially with it being yeah. based on win percentage. So as easily as you can move up, you can also move down. And yep. fourth place could quickly become sixth place uh, if Charleston's not careful. Okay, so let's talk about Sunday's game. I mentioned this to you before the broadcast. This to me looked like the non-conference Cougars, where it was losing guys on defense. It was horrible, horrible offense, bad shot selection. Zepp Jasper and Peyton Willis being kind of the only guys to bail out the offense at, at times, especially late. No real consistency outside of those two guys. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And, and Elon did a good job of, of their little matchup zone that they played a good bit of the game um, that kind of gave us fits. And being as good of a three-point shooting team that we are, uh, and we shot 30%, you know, today, which is obviously down from what, what it's been. But I, it, we really weren't even able to get good looks. Like, I can't tell you how many times late in the shot clock it was Zephyr Payton having to create something. And they hit a couple big shots. But, you know, when you're, when you're having to have a guy's – create shots like that late in the shot clock it's not going to be a, a good recipe for winning the game and obviously didn't get to go super deep into the bench and the offense just looked really jumbled at times and really kind of out of sync and, and like I said I know that Elon came in and you know kind of switched it up and did a little bit of that matchup zone and it, and it definitely did give fits and they had active hands but there's just so many pointless turnovers and so many wasted possessions of, of just kind of dribbling around and then having to create a last minute shot, throw it up. And I, and I think that just really killed us on the offensive end. And then, like I said, Elon would come down anytime we had a run and kind of hit a big three or get a big mm-hmm. layup or a big and one. And they had a couple of possessions where they got, you know, three or four offensive rebounds right in one possession. Um, yep. and you just can't, you can't do those things and expect to win a game. It's just tough to overcome that. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the, the wasted possessions because those are as bad as turnovers sometimes. I mean, there was a few Brendan Tucker layup attempts that where he lost the ball or he thought he was fouled or he got stripped and turned it over. Elon runs the other way. I think OC and, and some of the big guy, Edwards had some bad fouls late in the game. It just yeah. gave Elon free points. But yeah, uh, Jasper and Willis uh, creating with 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Not going to get you good things. And looking at the box score, I mean, the numbers are pretty similar. Uh, shooting wise for both of these teams, but it was yeah. just the, those energy plays. It was the offensive rebounds that Elon was getting that that led to points. It was not turning the ball over the way they did yesterday. Only ten turnovers after you know double that on, in Saturday's game. Uh, loose balls, um, just energy. And I, I don't know where this Charleston team, where they get this uh, this misplaced confidence from. I mean, they're beating up the worst teams in the league, and they're at home. They they've been at home for two months now. Yeah. You just you got to put this Elon team away. I don't know why Elon is always such a, a trap game for the Cougars because Elon has never been very good, but they always seem to, to play Charleston well. Yeah, they, it always feels like Elon's a, a trap game for us for whatever reason. And like you said, they're typically not very good. Um, but I totally agree. I don't know why. You know, we I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's just because we you know beat them so badly the day before, and obviously playing a team back to back is tough, but you know, you would hope that this CFC team would kind of learn from Saturday and go, okay, let's go out and beat, you know, let's go out and beat these guys by 20 and show up and play and, and have a lot of energy and put this game away and, and start to make that upward trend, you know, towards March. But, you know, I just watching that game just left me kind of scratching my head because it's like, well, I mean, anybody that watches this film is going to go, okay, uh, let's just, you know, matchup zone on CFC and close out on shooters. And, you know, even though they're a good shooting team, we're going to force them just to basically create and take bad shots and have wasted possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you know, typically Epps has kind of been that energy guy for us. And it just didn't feel like he, you know, had that effect on the game today. And then, you know, you look down and I was looking at the box score and Copeland played 21 minutes and I couldn't have, you know, told you that he played five minutes other than that dunk just because, it felt like he wasn't bringing anything. And so it, it's just difficult to, to watch those games where you have a bunch of guys 
on the stat line and also watching the game live where you're like, well, what did you bring to the game? You know, there's virtually no, no stats that you've, you know, brought to the game, no energy. And so I don't know where they turn for that. I don't know if, if, you know, this is just a one-off and that Epson King and maybe some of those other guys that didn't play today end up, end up bringing some of that. But we've, uh, we've kind of got to find that uh, junkyard dog that, that coach Grant likes to talk about. We've, we've got to have, somebody like that emerge off the bench and we know that's going to always bring it, but I feel like we need kind of one of those role players to, to step almost into a Cam Johnson type role if, if we're going to be, you know, successful come March. Yeah. You don't get that third 10 point score in this game. None of the bench guys really stand out. Even the guys who had six to eight points, like, uh, like Tucker and, or I shouldn't say bench guys, role players like Tucker and yeah. smart who, who had some points, but also had some turnovers and some bad plays late. Coach Grant had an interesting take post game where he said the reason why Charleston has looked better on Sunday's game is because we they've played a lot of close games on Saturday, like that Drexel game where Zepp wins it at the line late, uh, the big o- double overtime comeback against Towson, where yeah. the Cougars go into Sunday like playing with an edge because they 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 rallied late, kind of like Elon did on on Saturday yeah. uh, this week. But he's like, you know, we come in and we're we're kind of edgy and you know we're we're ready to show up on on Sunday's game. And this is the first time they've blown out an opponent in conference play. It's the first time they've blown out a team like that in in quite some time, maybe a couple seasons. So we see how they responded, uh, and they have to learn from that. They have to learn to uh, to keep that edge, even if they do win running away the day before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so you know, important looking at how things are going to play out once the conference tournament, because you're playing back-to-back days, you know, just like you are right here. And so, you know, what's going to happen if we, you know, get a two, say we get lucky, we sweep the rest of the year, we get a two seed, some other losses happen. Well, I mean, okay, we'd say we blow out, you know, Elon or whoever in um, the first round, you know, how do you respond that second day? And so they're going to have to try to find that edge and find it quickly. Um, And and like I said, you hope that this is just a one-off, um, but you just you'd love to see a little more from some of those guys off the bench. You know, Dontavious King played 15 minutes. You know, only had one foul today. You got to give us more than two points. You know, he's he's too good of a player. And Epps, you know, he can give us four or five more points, and then Copeland to to have a little more of an impact, like they did on Saturday. I think if we can just get one of those guys consistently off the bench to really bring it, um, it would just be huge for this team's success. I'm gonna to try to be optimistic. It is Valentine's Day. I'm gonna to try to be optimistic that this is just a this is just a one off because I do think the depth that Charleston has is a real asset. The three point shooting yeah. is is for real. Um, so I'm gonna to choose to be more optimistic the way I was Saturday, where this team can can compete with anybody. You know, we saw the the other side of that today, where uh, I've been saying all year, you know, anybody in the CAA can beat anyone, and that's fun to say going against Northeastern or JMU who are up in the standings, but it, it goes the yeah. other way as well. Right. Um, I, so I think they, I'm expecting a, a split against Hofstra and I hope we can sweep UNCW uh, that home and away, but Charleston's only, there's only four games left, three of them on the road. If you're college of Charleston, hoping for three and one, really hoping it's not uh, one and three. What, what do you expect to see down the, the final stretch here? I think I think three and one's realistic. I'm pretty optimistic. Um, I, I think that we're going to be fired up against Hofstra. It's a really important, very big game when you look at the standings of everything. Um, and so, I mean, if you if you can go up there and steal two, you know, you 
in my opinion, you all, you all, but lock yourself into that, you know, two or three seed, mm-hmm. um, you know, going into the final, final two games. So I, I expect us to go three and one. I think we split one with Hofstra. They're a really well coached team. Um, they're always tough. Yep. So, and, and you're up at Hofstra. I mean, it's not the greatest home court advantage, but you are going on the road in these conditions and everything. And so, um, I think we split one with them, and then I, I do think we come home, and I think we sweep Wilmington. Um, you, they're still a fairly young team, getting used to the new system and whatnot, and and one of those games will be a you know your senior night game. So I I think that we I think that we can sweep them and and finish out this conference play uh, with those three wins, and that that puts us in a great position going into the tournament. Um, that's the the good thing about you know this last couple this last little stretch where you you know, sweep Towson and, and then get a big win against Elon is you, you've set yourself up at six and four in conference to be able to, to move up and, and have a shot at this because you're not going to have to play the, the top teams in the first round. So um, I, I like where they're set up and I'm, I'm optimistic like you about how things will, will play out the rest of the way. I think they're playing for the three seed now because JMU and Northeastern seem like the top two teams. I, I forget. I yeah. probably asked you this before. Did you play under Mark Byington? No, I was. Uh, I came in right after him. Yeah, he's uh, he's got JMU playing playing really well. You know, chalking those two up to the one and two seeds. I think it's between us and Hofstra for three. Um, yeah, which just I, makes makes that series that important. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it, I don't see Northeastern really dropping um, two more games. You know, throughout the year, um, and I, and obviously JMU. I mean, they're they're rolling right now, and that's I totally agree. I think this. I think that's why CFC, I hope that's why CFC will be fired up and kind of bring that edge both both nights uh, up in New York next weekend because it, it's a huge, huge matchup. I mean, if, if you can find a way to steal one, but if you can find a way to go in there and sweep Austria, you'd be feeling really good about yourself heading into March. And then you have to not blow the series against UNCW <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, we can't, that's we the can't, key. We can't have this happen again. Um, like it was today, because that would be a, a huge letdown. Um, but I, I like I, I like where we're at. We set ourselves up to be in a, a really great position to to hopefully go in there and and get one from them. And hopefully, I don't know who. Do you know who their next games are after us? Looks I, like they got to play Elon. So maybe they blow a game versus Elon. Like we <laughs> did. Uh, I don't know if, it, if it's coming down the stretch and you're hoping for Elon to pull an upset. I don't know if you can feel too confident <laughs> in your team. I hope Charleston learns from this, uh, goes up to Hofstra and, and can put together a competitive effort. Harrison, I don't want to keep you much longer. I want to get you back to your fiance on Valentine's day. Anything you want to leave us with though? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic as you are. I think anybody, like you said, can win uh, this year, especially given all the craziness with COVID. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I think that although as bad as they may have looked today, the depth is a huge, you know, contributor to this team, huge asset, the three point shooting. And I mean, Earl Grant's teams are known for, for being really good defensively. And although that hasn't necessarily played out as much this year, I think a mixture of those three things can make this team really dangerous come March. So if we can get hot, which is, Right now would be the right time to do it. Uh, oh, yeah. Still one with Austria. I think we've got a really good shot at, uh, at playing late to the tournament and, and hopefully going up there and having a shot at, at making the tourney again. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode. 
Appreciate it, Harrison. And uh, we'll we'll be in touch before Hofstra's game. Sounds good. Go Cougs. Thanks for having right, me man. on, man. See ya.